The following recording is from the previous cycle. Today's daf is Bava Kama, daf Kuf Gimel, and we are at the second wide line on daf Kuf Beis Amid Beis, Tanu Rabbanah. So, the Gemara, it, yesterday's daf digressed a little, the topic of the last few dafin was a halacha that discusses a person that gives a chayfetz to an omen, the purpose of him giving the chayfetz to the omen was l'sakin, the omen was supposed to fix something that was wrong with this chayfetz, and instead of being l'sakin, he was makalka. So we had long, difficult sugyiz ashas that discussed the halachas exactly how this is treated. The Gemara went from there, Misha Dafkufa Mubez, that discussed a specific case where somebody gave tzemer to a tzabo, he gave wool to a professional dyer, he told him make it red, and said he made it black. Make it black, and said he made it red. So he wasn't mechalculate per se, but he also didn't do what the client, what the customer requested him to do. Machlik is Rameir, Rabbi Yehuda, what the monetary obligation of the tzabo is. According to Rameir, the meshana, the tzabo, being that he didn't do what he was supposed to do, is treated like a gazlan. The halacha of a gazlan is that if he's meshana, He's kind of beshinoi. Thus, he now owns the tzemer. He has to reimburse the bal hatzemer. Like the halach of kolak hazlon, a mishan like kishas hazlon. Rabbi Yehuda argues. Rabbi Yehuda says that a mishana is not treated as a gazlin, but rather kolam mishana yodoy ala tachtoyno. In other words, imashvach yeser ala yitzia, the bal hatzemer would have to give the yitzia back to the tzava. If the yitzia was greater than the shvach, then he would have to give the shvach. Back to the tzava. Machlok is remained Rabbi Yehuda. Whether the meshana is treated like a gazlin or whether the meshana is not treated like a gazlin, but has a special place in halacha. Kolab meshana yodel atachtoyna. The Gemara in the bottom of Daf Kuf Beis Amid Aleph onto Daf Kuf Beis Amid Beis brought a stiras habrises that at first glance it thought we can reconcile. By applying this machlekes from Meir Rabbi Yehuda, the case over there was a little different than the case of the Mishnah. It was discussing two people that were engaging in an iska together of heter iska fame. It was a business transaction. Ruvain had money. Shimon had a business opportunity. They agreed that Ruvain would fund the opportunity. Shimon would be the operator, and they would split the profits, whether it was 50-50, whatever exactly the upmach was. The arrangement initially was that the operator was going to buy chitin. And instead of buying chitin, he bought sa'irin. Or the arrangement was he was going to buy sa'irin. And instead of buying sa'irin, he bought chitin. It ended up making money or it ended up losing money. The question is that being that the operator, the shliach, so to speak, didn't do what he was supposed to do, the question is, do we say that being that he was acting as a shutif of the balamais, their partners in the profits and losses of this venture or no? Being that he acted on his own, he violated the terms of their agreement, so maybe now he's on his own. He's flying solo. Maybe we don't look at the Balamois as being a shotif. Either way, the Gemara brought two brises that contradicted each other. The first brisa said, in pichasu pichasu loy, in hoisiru hoisiru loy. That being that the shliach acted on his own, he didn't stick to the terms of the agreement, any profits, any losses are going to go to him. The Balamois has nothing to do with this. But Tommy Khalid, there was another Braisa that said, that the only time we say that the Balamois is excluded from the profits and losses is if there are losses. But he's Yoda El Oyoyna. To the extent that there's profits, the profits are going to go back. And said Rabbi Yechonon, you know what the beer in this steerous abrisa is? Loikash, Hara Meir, Hara Yehuda, Kuintra Meir, that says that any time someone is Mishana, he's treated as a goslin. So just like the Tzava that is Mishana, he dyes the wool the wrong color. He becomes a goslin, and you have the halacha of shinei koina, so that all the profits and losses belong to him. The same would be true if the shliach, the operator, violated the terms of the agreement. He is a meshana, thus, and pichasu pichasu leivim ma'isiru ma'isiru leiv. Because al gedei the shinoi, he's now koina the chayfetz. He has to give the balamois back his money. That's the halacha of kala gazlan meshamik kishasakzela. But as it relates to profits and losses, that's something that he'll be able to keep for himself. The brisa that said that im ma'isiru ma'isiru ba'ansa is going according to Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda doesn't treat a Mashana as a Gaza. Now, one of the obvious questions that you show in the mask is that Rabbi Yehuda doesn't treat a Mashana as a Gaza. But what did Rabbi Yehuda say that Allah of a Mashana is? He gets the lesser of the Shvach or the Yitzhiya. That's not what this Bryce has said. The Bryce has said that if there are prophets, you put the prophets by Emsa. It's not the same Psaka Allah. Hatsada Shavashavahen is that 
We're not treating him as a Gaza. We're not saying that it's now his so that he gets to keep all the profit. But as it relates to the halacha l'maysa, it's a different halacha. The Mishnah says one halacha, the Bryson says another halacha. Ayin Bashitim Gubet says, the Rishonim discusses Kasha. But either way, that was Rabbi Yechanan's beer. Rabbi Elazar said a different terence, and Rabbi Elazar said, Mimai, you don't have to say that. It could be that the Bryson that says that when there are prophets, the prophets go be'emsa is going even according to Rabbi Meir. And even though Rabbi Meir said in the Mishnah that Kola is treated as a Gazan, that's only when we know for sure that the person is makbid on the shino. So if I go over to a tailor and I tell him I want a black suit and it comes back red, so clearly I didn't want a red suit. Not very practical. So if I got a red suit instead of a black suit, the Mishan is treated as a goslin, and you have that lochav, call it goslinim, Mishan b'kishas exela. But if somebody goes over to an operator and he gives him money to invest, what he's focused on is his ROI. That's what he cares about. He's looking to make a return on his investment. The upmach was sleeping. If the operator saw a better opportunity in Sa'irin and he in fact made money, we don't have to assume that there was a paid them inside the Balamites. As a result, he's not contributed as a Gazan, meaning a Mishana is by definition not a Gazan. He's only a Gazan with his an umdin of the Muchach that the person is Machbin on the Shinoi. But if there's no umdin of the Muchach that the person is Machbin on the Shinoi, then this halacha is not going to apply. Either way, the Gemara said, Mechaku and this is really the end of yesterday's daf, which segues into today's daf. The Gemara says in Eretz Yisrael, they heard this exchange. This exchange between Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Lazar. And they laughed, they mocked at Rabbi Yochanan's beer in the two brises. Rabbi Yochanan, who said that the terrace to the steers of brises is loy kasha, ha rab meyer, ha rab Yehuda. The kasha that they were bothered with was based on one premise. And the Achreinim all point out, that there's a big time Hanocha that the Bnei Marava assumed in this Mechakru Allah. And that was, they were under the impression that in order for a Kenyan to go into effect, you have to have Das Acheres Makhda. We've spoken out in the past, the Tzitzis and Masech, this Gittin, with some really Gishmak that it's possible for a cotton to be kind of something even Midei Raisa, Ayyidei Das Acheres Makhda. Ordinarily, you would think a cotton can have a Kenyan in something Midei Raisa. You can't have Sri on the Midei Raisa level. Why? Because you need Das to make a Kenyan, a cotton doesn't have Das. But there is a Shittas HaToysviz, and the Tzitzis runs with this, that a cotton is Shayach to Sri Midei Raisa, Ayyidei Das Acheres Makhda. Which shows that there's some significance of Dasa Cheres Machna. The Bnei Marova were of the opinion that you must have a Dasa Cheres Machna. And if you don't have a Dasa Cheres Machna, there's no way for a Kenyan ever to go into effect. And it was based on that, that they were very bothered. That how is it possible that according to Rabbi Yehuda, where Rabbi Yehuda says that even though the agreement between the Balamois and the operator was by Chitin, he violated the terms of the agreement. He put Sa'irim. That loche is that if this prophets, Bisiru Ba'emsa, Zoysay Meris, that the Baal Hamois has a chalik in this chalifetz. The question is, how does the Baal Hamois come to this chalifetz? In order for the Baal Hamois to have a kingdom in the chalifetz, the owner of the chitin or the sa'irim would have had to be mocked him. He doesn't know he exists. And being that he doesn't know he exists, how could the Baal Hamois have a kingdom in it? So that we should say that in the event that this prophets, they're going to treat the, they're going to split the prophet. So the Gemara says, Rav Shmu Bar Sasrati heard this kashi. He says, How does every shlichus work? Isn't that every shlichus? Anytime Reuven appoints a shliach, the shliach goes to the shok, he buys something. So we say that the shliach is not the one that's koina; it's the mishaleach that's koina. Ah, you need das acheres makna, and the das makna is not a weir of the mishaleach. So he told him back, "What are you talking about? It's very different." There it works. But over here, there's no shlichos. You know why there's no shlichos? Because he violated the terms of the agreement. And being that he violated the terms of the agreement, he was a mishana. A mishana means that I'm not doing what the mishalech told me to do. And if I'm not doing what the mishalech told me to do, that means I'm not a shlich. So if I'm not a shlich, I don't have the koyach, shlichos, adam, kamoisai, what happened to the das acheres machna? Obviously, obviously, Rabbi Yechanan was not impressed with the Mechaku Allah b'marova, Rav Shmuel Basasrati took on the Bnei Marova. He actually told them, point blank, I don't agree with your kasha, because why is it different than every shliach? They thought that it is different, but Rav Shmuel Basasrati obviously didn't think that it was different. In other words, you walk away from this sugya with Iker Chosim and Asefer as far as the Svara goes, but a big machloik is here, where there's a Das Makna, but the Makna is giving it 
to someone thinking that the coin is the one that's going to be coin, but really there's someone behind the scenes that's going to be the beneficiary of this Kenyan. Do we say that Sefelt and Das Machna? Do we even need Das Machna? Who said Das Machna should even be Ma'akiv? There's a big Machoikis here. It's not clear what the Svaras of Machoikis is. I think it's a There's a lot of raid, as you would imagine, of Archberim, Berchishmul, Rabshim, and Shkop. They're all muching very stark. What kind of you say this to walk away from this sugya? But this is not in Shnaimoichsim. This is not in Arba Ovis. It's tucked away here in the end of Perakah Gozalaitsim, but it's clearly a very Yisaitis thing of Machlaikis. And a lot of Yisaitis that touch on the course sugyas in Nashim Nazikin are lying right here in Baba Kamad of Kuv Beis Amid Beis. Either way, it's Octagamar Tonu Rabbanan. May Inyan le Inyan Ba'us Inyan. Somebody wants to buy a field. So he sits down with a moicher who has a field. He says, I'd like to buy your field. And what he did was very clever. He told them that I'm not buying the field for myself. I'm buying the field for my friend. We'll see in the Gemara why he did that. Very ambiguous b'risa. Zok the Gemara, my comment. What's the shot in this b'risa? Om Rav Sheshes. Rav Sheshes. I'll tell you the shot in this b'risa. If somebody wanted to buy a field, and instead of being honest and saying that I'm buying the field for myself. He said, I'm acting as a shliach for the Reish Galusa. Now, this is before the times of title searches, where when you bought a field, you didn't necessarily know for sure that the owner of the field really owned it. Maybe somebody was selling you the Brooklyn Bridge. Maybe it was somebody was selling you something that he didn't really own. There was no way to do a title search to find out for sure. And there was always a risk that somebody was going to walk in one day and he was going to say, oh, by the way, that field that you bought, it's really my field. So what he did was, he says, I'm buying it for the Reish Galusa. The Reish Galusa were powerful people and people weren't going to just start up with them. So if there's anyone that has a problem with this Mechira, they were going to step forward right now. Otherwise, he felt pretty comfortable knowing that he's not going to run into issues down the road. So that's why he did this. I wasn't honest because he wasn't really buying it for the Reish Galusa. He was buying it for himself. Says the Braisa, the Keach, saw the Mechavere, Explain the price. He cannot now go to the Reish Kalusa and tell the Reish Kalusa, um, I have a problem because I have a star that says that the field that I just spent $10,000 on belongs to you. So will you please assign it over to me because otherwise you may come one day, you may find the star and you may want to take the field for yourself. So even though it'd be very nice if the Reish Kalusa did that, but in he doesn't have a right to force him to do it. I don't have to. Agree to that. But if the Loiteach told the Moicher at the time that he bought the field that I'm only buying it on the condition that I get such a star from the Reish Galusa, meaning the Moicher is in on this, then the Allah is Kaifinus Reish Galusa. Then you can force the Reish Galusa to sell. But that's the price. So what does it have to do with our Sugya? One thing you do see from this Allah that who's kind of the field in the Reish of the Brisa? The Lekeach's kind of the field. And even though he said that he's buying it for the Reish Kalusa, it doesn't matter. He's kind of. You see from here that even though there's confusion on the part of the Balachitin in terms of who they're selling it to, it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect ultimately who the one that's kind it. But the Gemara says, you can't. Say that because it could be it's talking about calling the oide the inu Maybe the case was is where he was him before ish he told him exactly what's going on. Meaning it's not muchach that he didn't tell him what's going on. Could be he told him what's going on. So there was no chesar mitzad das makna. The makna of the chitin knew exactly who the ultimate beneficiary of this kinu was going to be. The whole shaila is, is between the Leikeach and the Reish Kalusa. Can he force him to assign it to him, or can he not force him to assign it to him? But as it relates to the Das Makna, it's not necessarily a factor at all, because it could be that it was made clear at the time of the transaction exactly who the beneficiary of the transaction was going to be. But the Gemara says, regardless of whether this is a tzushtel to the Bnei Marava, or it's not a tzushtel to the Bnei Marava, there's still a technical problem with Rish Lakish's pshat in the Brisa. Why? Because if the Lekeach told the Moicher, I'm buying the field from you, but on the condition that the Reish Galusa assigns it over to me. I wanted to say the Reish Galusa bought it, but I also want to get a star from the Reish Galusa. We forced the Reish Galusa. Am I the obvious question? How could you force the Reish Galusa to assign it? Let the Reish Galusa say, Meaning, Reish Galusa will say, I appreciate the fact that you 
respect me and that you see me as being a force so that by putting my name in the shtar, you somehow feel it's going to protect you from the ma'arin and you're not going to run into title issues in the future. But at the same time, I'm also not interested. No thanks. I don't want to assign it. And the reason is, Rashi says that it was considered a... To have to sell your field. So it's going to look like we're selling our fields. It's not like where what do you have to lose? No, I do have what to lose because I don't want the rumors to go out that we're now liquidating our uh, portfolio. It's not something that I want. So as a result, he can tell him, and it's for that reason he can't force it. But either way, so that's the Gemara's Kasha. The way you, Rav Sheish, just explained the Brisa, again, we had a very unclear Brisa. Rosh said it's talking about somebody's buying a field. He says that he's buying it on behalf of the Rish Galusa. If he said Almanas, that's the Sefer of Brai, so we could force the Rish Galusa to assign it. Mars Kashas, how do you have a right to force the Rish Galusa? So Mars says, because of that, I'm Abaya. Abaya said a different shot in the price. Again, it's talking about someone that bought a field claiming that he was buying it on behalf of the Reish Galusa, you can't force the Moicher to sell again. We're not talking about forcing the Reish Galusa. Reish Galusa, of course you can't force. But what we're saying is you can't even force the Moicher to write him a second star. The Gemara will explain the Brisa the way Abaya just interpreted the Brisa. What would be the Havamina that you can force the Moicher to write a second star? You bought the field. You told him you were buying it from, on behalf of the Rish Galusa. It turns out you weren't. Now, after the Mecher, you want to get a new star? What would be the Havamina? What right do you have? What schus do you have to force? If he wants to do it, he can do it. But what schus do you have to force the Moicher to sit down now with expenses, perhaps, and even without expenses. What do you have a right to force the Moicha to write a second star? So, the Gemara, Mao, the Tame, you could have thought, Matsu Yomale, that the Lekeach could tell the Moicha, maybe Yadis, Tanola, and Afshoy Shakilno, you knew that I was really buying the field for myself. I just did this because it was a scheme. I wanted people to think it's the Rish Kalusa. So, if there are any Ma'arin, let them come forward right now. Let them say their thing. Like this, I can sleep at night knowing that no one's going to take away my field. But, Bezuzi Bechti Shadina, I'm not crazy. I'm not just throwing my money out. I'm not going to sign a transaction like this on behalf of somebody else after I spent so much money. Ella, why did I do it? I died because of Shtar Achrina. I thought you were going to agree to write another Shtar. Meaning there is a Svara to say that maybe Lekech is a Kaya He can tell the Meicher, Meicher, you knew what was going on. You knew I was going to come to you with this claim. It was understood. It had the Kaya of Umdin of the Muchach, which is the Kaya of a Tanai. It's as if we made it tonight. And it's for that reason, maybe he could force the Meicher. Kamash Malon, the Amalek, he could tell him, meaning I realized that something was strange, and I knew you were going to want another star, but I assumed you were going to get another star from the Reish Galusa. So go to this person, the Reish Galusa, you seem to know them really well, and let them write the second star. Meaning, the Moicher can tell the Lekech that even if your premise is correct, that I realized you were going to want another star, doesn't mean that I thought I was the one that was going to have to give it to you. I thought you can go to the Reish Galusa and get the star from them. What was the second part of the Brayso? That if he said, Pshita, that's obvious. They did a mecher. There was a tanai. Naturally, you got to keep the tanai. So at the Gemara, leitzricha the Amalu the Sahadi kamedi de chazu tishtara achrina kabeina. What happened was he told the Aden in front of the Moicher, "I'm going to want another star." That's what happened. Meaning he didn't make him a furish tonight. But that was what he said. Now that him, I would have told Matzi Yomalei he could tell him. I mean, the story mehech dikashoklis bishmei kamrit kamash malon. I would have thought that even if it was stipulated, so this is more than the ratio here, it was stipulated, still the Moichah could have a Kayichataina, and the Moichah could say that I heard you stipulate that you're going to want another star, but I assumed, again, you would get the star from the Reish Kalusa. I didn't realize I was going to be the one that's responsible. Kamash Malan, here it's not a Taina. Because over here, the you tell the Amri, who the Kamach, Deminach, the Kabir, why did I tell it to you? Why did I tell it to you in front of the Edim? The reason I did it was because I wanted it to come from you. So if he was quiet, even though it's understood there's an umdana, he's going to want another star, the Moichah has a Kayichataina. I assume you're going to get the star from the Reish Kalusa. Thus, the Ikech can't force the Moichah to give him a new star. But if he stipulated it at the time of the Mecha, 
there, in front of the Edim. The Reish Galusa are nowhere in sight. Obviously, he's telling it them because it's a condition to the closing. It's an almanas that he needs to satisfy. It's for that reason, in that case, the Sefer says, But either way, we brought this in because of one Nakuda, the Nakuda of, to the extent that the Moicher is unaware whether the the buyer is the Reish Kalusa, or the buyer is the person standing in front of him. Doesn't that mess with the whole Das Makna? And according to the Bnei Marav, it has to be very clear who the Das Makna is. Because if it's not clear who the Das Makna is, even in a case of a real Shlichus, there's potential to run into problems. The Gemara said, no, it's not Muchach. It could be that in any scenario, the Meicher is definitely in the know. He realizes that the ultimate buyer is not really supposed to be the Reish Kalusa. He's supposed to be the ultimate buyer. It's just the Shiloh, all these different Svaras as it relates to this new star that the Lekech is clearly going to want to have after this deal closes, does he have a schos? Could he be Tevea? Could he not be Tevea? Could he be Tevea from the Reish Kalusa? That's the Brysa according to Reshashis. Could he be Tevea from the Meicher? That's the Brysa according to Abayi. Rav Kahana, Zuza Akisna. Rav Kahana once paid money to buy flax. So, the Pashit Pshat in this story, see the Gemara is going to change the story, but at first glance, what happened was, he paid money, he even did Mashicha, he was kainet, but the flax is still sitting by the Moicher. He didn't have his truck, he has to come pick it up, and he's going to bring his flax home. But the Mecher is done. He paid for it, he made his Kenyan, everything was done. What happened was, the flax went up in value while it was still sitting by the Moicher. Never a good thing. And then the owner of the Kisna, the Moicher, it's not really his anymore, went and he sold it for this huge profit. Rav Kahana heard about it and the Meicher was willing to give the profits to Rav Kahana. It wasn't even a Shiloh. There was no Chesh Mishpah Shiloh. But Rav Kahana wasn't so sure if he's allowed to take the money. Also the Kami de Rav. So he came to Rav. Amalei, so he told him, Ma'i Yovet, Ezel Ishkuz Uzoi, do I have a right to take the money or do I not have the right to take the money? Now this is not really a sugi that we can go into this morning, but the Shiloh, the crux of the Shiloh was a ribbish Shiloh. Because being that he gave him, let's call it $100, and now he's getting back money. He's not getting back flax. He's taking money that's worth, let's say, $500. So there's a huge ribbis piece here. So the question that he asked Rav was, can I take it or can I not take it? So Rav told him as follows, If when the Meicher sold the flax to the buyer... He made it very clear to the buyer that I'm selling Rav Kahana's thing. Then there's no issues. Zilshka. V'iloi. But if he didn't say that, loy tishko. Then you have no right to take it. Then you're already running into ribbis. Kimman zokti gemara. This is the piece that we need. Only one piece of this. Kibnei marovo. The Amri who said, Mi hoidioi lebalchitin sheyik nechitin lebalmois. Rav held that to the extent that it was being sold on behalf of Rav Kahana, then there's no issues. Because what's the ribbis? It's my, it's my flax. The flax went up in value. You were very kind. You sold it for me. You now have proceeds. Very good. So now I can take the money. Now I have a right to take the money. Where's the ribbis issue over here? You just sold something for me. There's no problem. But Rav said it's not so posh that that's what went down. That is only the case if the loikeach knows that he's buying it from Rav Kahana. But if he doesn't know that he's buying it from Rav Kahana, then this doesn't work. Why not? The Teretz is the Bnei Marovo. The Teretz is, who did he have in mind to be mocked in the Mois to? Am I being mocked in the Mois to the Moicher? Or am I being mocked in the Mois to Rav Kahana? And even though Klapi Shmaya, who cares? It matters because it's a Das Makna piece that's very, very pertinent to this transaction. And that's all the Gemara wants as it relates to our Sugyo. But the Gemara asks, But the Gemara says, I don't understand the Shaila anyways. The Gemara says, I don't understand why this should be a, a ribis question. Because... Memonovshach, at the very least, either the Moicher is selling on behalf of Rav Kahana, or he's a Gazlin. And to the extent he's a Gazlin, it's an Gazlin, Mishal So Memonovshach, he should be able to take the profit, right? Because if it went up in value before he sold it, so not easy, Gemaris. If it went up in value before he sold it, so then you have the Alocha of Kalagazlonin, Mishal Mekishasakzela. Either way, Amri, Hasam, Amona Havoy. So the Gemara says, you're right. The story over there was a different story. Again, a real ribbis case. The case was where Rav Kahana never made a Kenyan. It was Amona. He bought it on trust. So he paid money. I died to the Hochi that the goods were going to be delivered to him. 
at a later date, but he never made a Kenyan in it. It was never Rav Kahana's. It was never Rav Kahana's. Because in order to have been Rav Kahana's, Rav Kahana would have had a dumb Meshicha. He didn't do Meshicha. What was the Shaila? The Shaila was Dama Rav. Are you allowed to give somebody money up front? A die to the Hachi that he's going to deliver the goods later? It's not so Pasha. Because at first glance, you're running into a potential ribbis question. What's the question? What if the cost of the goods goes up in value? So let's say you're buying a commodity. You're buying flax. You're buying chitin. You pay a thousand. Exactly. You bought an option. But the option market meets ribbis in a, in a very significant way. Because, well, certainly the commodities market does for sure. Because I'm paying right now. I'm prepaying to get some sort of discount. So ultimately, because of the fact that I allowed you to hold my money for a certain amount of time, you're, getting, you're giving me a better deal. It's what we call it agarnater. But either way, the aloha is your... What's that? It could go down also. It could go down also. Exactly. You're taking risk. That's why the Pashup shot is that when it's derech mekelchememka, there's no problem. It's a mishnah, mesachtas, of mitziah, dafayin, bezom, and So when somebody buys something and he prepays, gets a discount, there's no problem, which is the site of Rav Zalacha. That if you're going to get goods at a later date, it's something you could do. If you're going to get them at a later date, it's something that you're not allowed to do. Thus, the Shiloh that was asked to Rav was being that he was going to get payers, but the payers were ultimately sold. Now you're getting money. So the way Rav looked at it was, is that if it was sold on behalf of Rav Kahana, so then we look at it as if he's getting payers, Amana, Therefore, you have the Allah of Isa and Amana Paris. It's not going to be a ribbis question. If it wasn't sold for Rav Kahana, so then the way we look at it is as if he's getting Domim Amana. If the Paris was sold for Rav Kahana, so the money that he got is just the Tmura of the Paris. And being that I'm allowed to get Paris at a later date, even though it went up in value, it's Derech Mekachememka, that's not ribbis, so you're not going to have an issue. But if I get Domim, that it is a problem. So depending on whether it was sold a date at Rav Kahana, that would make the difference. Again, these are sugyos, chamurois. We're just taking one piece of this first halacha that we learned, one piece of that, this maisa with Rav Kahana, the inkasugyos are really inkam and and that is the gewaldige svara of the Bnei Marava. Either way, we will go weiter, a little bit of a lighter second half of the daf. Zok demishnah, v'yitzel eschadeiroi, shove pruto, v'nishbaloi, yolichenu acharov, v'afilu lemotai. So a little bit of a background to the Mishnah. So we're all familiar with the basic halacha of a gazlan. A gazlan that steals has to return the gzela. The HFS gzela asher gaza. There's no kefal. If he's tovach umachar, there's no dal behei, there's no knas. Very straightforward. The HFS gzela asher gaza. A ganav that steals. In addition to paying Karen, returning the principal, he also has to pay kefal. Tovach umachar, he would have to pay dal behei. But there's another very important parsha that touches the halachas of gzela. And that is at the very end of parsha's vayikra from all places. It's vayikra perikei, Pasik chof through kemat the end of the parsha. A person did an avera. He was moil b'kodesh baruch. What did he do? What happened was Reuven went over to Shimon and Reuven told Shimon, you have something that's mine. Whether he accused him of being a gazan, whether Shimon was a shaman pekadin, and Reuven says, I want my pekadin back. Whether Shimon found Reuven's aveda, and it's an aveda where he's where he doesn't have a right to keep it. Any such case where Reuven goes over to Shimon and says, if Shimon swears that it's not true, and then after Shimon swears, he's moida, he says, I lied, and I swore falsely, the Allah is, that not only does Shimon have to give Reuven back what's his, that's Pashit, he's a regular Gazan, but in addition to that, he has to be Moisav Chaimish, and in addition to that, he even has to bring a carbon Hashem. Says the Torah, that's easy, in addition to that, you have to be Moisav Chaimish, I'm skipping, you have to bring a carbon Hashem as well. So, to the extent that you denied, swore, then you were moida, you have to be moist of chaymish, and you have to bring a carbon If somebody steals from his he swore that he didn't really steal it. And then afterwards, he was moida. So now, 
he falls into this parsha here in the end of parsha's Vayikra, says the Torah, you better find this nigzal in order for you to get kapara. Even if you have to go to Mada, you literally have to travel to the other side of the world, it doesn't matter, you better do it, because unless you go to Mada, you're not going to get kapara. Why Mada? So the felt says over, B'Shem, the Vilna Goyen, that the Goyen said that there's a Pasuk in Yeshaya, Perak Yud Gimel, the Pasuk says, Hine meir aleichem es Madai, ashakasav loyach shoivu, v'zav the Pasuk over there, Yeshaya is saying about Bavel. Bavel's going to fall. Not only were they going to fall, the great Babylonian Empire, but they fell in the hands of Kairesh, who was the Melech of Paras, and Daryavesh, who was the Melech of Madai. So the Navi said that you know who's going to take you down? You're going to be taken down by a country that doesn't care about money. I mean, you think, you'll pay, I'll, I'll pay them off. I'll negotiate with them. We'll sit down. We'll make peace. We'll have talks. There'll be treaties. No, no, no. It's summits. It's not going to work that way. He named Meir Aleim Es Madai. Ashekesef lo yachshoivu v'zav lo yachshoivu. So the Goyen said that you see that in Madai, they were kesef lo yachshoivu v'zav lo yachshoivu. That's not the Mishnah. That even if the Nixal's in Madai, a place where people are so much of money, so so good night, Chamini, you stole the Shavar Pruta from Someone from Madai, Ashakasaf Loyak Shoivu, Vizovla Yachvizovai, you have to run and chase him all the way there to get the Kaparas at the going, yeah, that's Vafilubu Madai. Kedaki Bakayish. The Yitain says the Mishnah, you can't give a Layla Bnoi, you can't give it to a son, Vilayla Shlucha, you can't give it to a Shlech. Avonaisa Lo Shlech Besan, Shlech Besan, you can't. The Imaze, what if the Nigzal dies? Yachsul Yarshim, then you do give it to his children, then you have to give it to his Yarshim. Nasalasa Kerimlai, Nasalasa Kerimlai, what if you paid the Kerim, but you didn't pay the Chaymish? Machlaila Kerimlai, Machlaila Chaymish, or what if the Nigzal was Michael the Kerim, which he has a right to do, but he wasn't Michael the Chaymesh, Machal Yazev Alzech, what if he was Michael the Karen, and he was Michael the Chaymesh, but he left over, he said, I'm just not Michael a Prut of Karen, I'm not Michael less than a Prut of Karen, then you don't have to go after him, the only time you have to go after him, chase him to Mada, is if there's outstanding principle, but if there's no outstanding principle, or there's outstanding principle, but it's less than a Shavar Prut, even if there's outstanding, uh, it doesn't matter. The only time you have this halacha of tzarech leilech acharav is if there's at least a pruta of outstanding care. What if I cared? The flip side of the same coin. What if you gave the chaymish? He didn't give him the left over at least a pruta of karen. Then And you have to go after him. Again, if there's outstanding karen, you have to follow him. If there's no outstanding Karen, then you don't have to follow him. What if he gave the Karen and then he swore falsely about the Chaymish? What does that mean? Meaning he admit afterwards, he denied, swore, was Maida. When it came time to pay the Karen and the Chaymish, he swore again that he paid the Chaymish. And then he was Maida that he didn't really pay the Chaymish. So now the Chaymish becomes the Karen. So you have to pay the chaymish plus a chaymish on the chaymish. Harezem mishalim back in the envelope arithmetic. Harezem mishalim need a long envelope for this. Chaymish ala chaymish. Ad sheyismat. How good are you with fractions? Ad sheyismat hakerim And this will go on and on. It's bechayzer chalila until the chaymish of the chaymish of the chaymish of the chaymish is less. At some point, it's going to be a very small number until it's less than a shavu pruta. Once it's less than a shavu pruta, even if you treat the chaymish as karen, panapachas mishavu pruta, you don't have this halacha of yachzir acherav vaafilu lemadai. Says the mishnah vechem bepikadin shenema oipet bepikadin is asum as yad oip begazel oip ashak es amisai oip matz. This halach is true not only for a old-fashioned goslin, but any one of the examples given here in this parsha, in parsha's Vayikra, this halacha is going to be true. It's clear from the Mishnah that the only time that halacha is true, that's only if he swore. But if he didn't swear, if it was a regular goslin, you don't have this halacha of Yelichenu Lamadai. I'm going to pause for one minute, even though really we should finish the Amad Gemara, but just to interrupt for a moment. That is, a little spoiler, this is going to be the halacha Chukonarach. The halacha Chukonarach is going to be that the only time that you're mechuyev, to chase the nixal all the way to Madai is if, in fact, you swore falsely. But if I'm a regular Gazlan, I'm not Mechuyev to go chase him all the way to Madai. I have an obligation to Heshev Esakzei Lashag Gazal. I'll return it, but it's going to happen on my terms. You're going to come to my office. You're going to meet in a coffee shop in my neighborhood. We're doing this 
on my home ground. That's exactly where this is going to happen. It's a halacha psuk and shulchan aruch. It's chayshem mishpat simen shin samech zayin. I go to loschaveiro. If somebody steals from his friend, afal pisha kafra boy hoyel v'loy nishba. If he didn't swear falsely, meaning it's not the end of parshas vayikra im chazar v'hoyda. If he's made afterwards, ain't a chayiv lirdayf acher abayim lachzalem. You don't have to run after this person to find him. Eli yehi beyade. Keep it in your hand. Actually, avoyu until he comes to you. In parentheses, it's a huge shiloh. If you look in the beer agro, if you look in the choice, it's a big shiloh. You even have to notify him that you have it and tell him where the pickup is, where he can come get it. It's not even clear that you're have to do that. But if you swore, and it was a shavah pruto, even if on the other side of the world, that if you swore, the owner was miyayish, he's probably not going to come after you, but you have to find him. But to the extent that you didn't swear he wasn't miyayish, you could assume he's going to find you, you don't have to worry about this halach. Additionally, you're not even to expend any money, as we're going to see in the Gemara in a minute. So it's an unbelievable chiddush. If you stole and you swore, that's this Mishnah. But if you didn't swear, then this halacha doesn't apply. It's a plea in his gavah. He doesn't understand this halacha. His lashon is manishtana mitzvazu mikol mitzvazatayra. Why should this mitzvah be treated differently than any other mitzvah in the Torah? What's the halacha? If someone has a mitzvah in front of him, you have to spend money to do a mitzvah? Of course. Okay, you don't have to spend more than 20% of your net worth, but you have an obligation to spend money. If it's going to cost you $1,000 to do a mitzvah and your net worth is more than $5,000, you have to go and spend $1,000, whether it's buying an asterisk, whether it's buying tzitzes, whether it's buying tzillin, or whether it's being a kind of mitzvah, and he says, he doesn't understand this halacha, why in the world should the mitzvah of a Heshavah Zagzela Ashagazal be any different than another mitzvah? When he asks his kasha, he's Moisef Neufach. He says that the emesis of a Heshavah Zagzela Ashagazal is even worse than Anaseh. You know why? Because if you're not Mekayim, the Heshavah Zagzela Ashagazal, it's going to come out, you're actually going to be a Loisase. The Loisase of Loi Sigzal. Kokama, you're Mekayim, the Heshavah Zagzela Ashagazal, you're Menatek. That's the lav shenite klase, the loisase loisase. But if you're not mekayim the hechem asay lashagaz, you have a loisase. What's the halacha? For a loisase, you have to spend all the money in the world. You don't have the halacha mevazvus al yevazvus yisim mechaimish. It's there are more in two places. It's in Yerodea, Kuf, Nun, Zayin, and it's somewhere in Hilchasuk also. Where the Ramah says that the only time is only when you're dealing with a mitzvah's S. But if it's a loisase, there the halacha is, you have to spend kama moinah. So Michas Chinuch says, I can even make the argument that the Heshavah Sakzei Lashagaz is not a shayl of an asay, could be even a shayl of loisase. Because to the extent you're Mekayim the Heshavah, you're going to be menatic to loisase. If you're not mekayim vehesheh, you have the loisase. So a loisase is hinging on this vehesheh. If a loisase is hinging on this vehesheh, the churi would have a problem. But Derek Agav, Rabbi Kivegra, and that Ramah, in Yerudea, Sivim, Kun, Nun, Zayin, Klairs, he brings B'Shem Kadmoyin, I think the B'Shem Rosh, he brings B'Shem Kadmoyin, what about a lav shenite, what about a lav shenite by Maisa? Lav shenite by Maisa, you don't get malchus. So it's t- not... M- Treated entirely like a loisase. Do you have the halacha chayiv levazves koma moina, or do you have the halacha of a mevazves ayevazves yosim mechaymishu? Kivega doesn't discuss a lav litekrasay. He discusses a lav she'en by meisa. But luchura, there certainly would be mocked to say that if Kivega was clearing lav she'en by meisa, could be you could clear the same shaila by a lav she'en litekrasay. You can argue along this, but you could certainly make the case that hatzada shavah shabahen is that there's no malchus. The mechaschinuch is clearly assuming. That a lav she nite glace, even though there's no malchus, falls into the category of the Ramah, where the Ramah says that for a loisa say you have to pay kamamayna. Either way, that's a mechaschinuch's cash. I looked around, I saw that Teresh Shmuel brings the cash for the mechaschinuch. He says a very yeshivish teret, I didn't fully understand it. He says maybe the beheshev es the mitzvah's assay shaboy is totally in the cheshev mishpat shaboy. Those are pretty much the words that he says. Either way, we'll leave that. 
for the London. So this is really something we should have spoken at at the end of the daf. Sort of gave it away, but either way, zok the gemar nishba loy in loy nishba loy loy. The <laughs> the Mishnah said <laughs> the Mishnah said that hagoyzel es chaveri shav pruto v'nishba loy. It's very clear, not such a subtle birk. Yoylichenu acher alamada. It sounds like if you stole but you didn't swear, there's no halacha of yoylichenu acher of lemada. Zok the gemar mani masnisa loy repair for loy rebiki tani. It's actually a Mishnah at the very, very end of Mesechtes Yavamis. If somebody stole money from one of five people, he's just not sure which one of the five people he stole from. Naturally, everyone is saying that you stole from me. So what's that law? gives you the easy way out. He says, put the money in front of the five people and say, fight it out, figure it out, I'm leaving. The Mishayim say, you can't literally put it in front of the five people, maybe you have to give it in business, but either way, Reptarfin lets you get out. The fact that you don't know who the Nigzal is doesn't necessarily mean that you have to drive yourself crazy to figure it out. They can figure it out. If you do that, you're not going to pattern yourself. You're not going to get away from the lay Nigzal. You can't be making the Heshev Esek by doing that. Until you return to Gzelah, Gemara says, at first glance, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like we have a machloikis, Rav Tarifin, Rabbi Akiva, whether a person is obligated to spend extra money to be mekayim the behesh of the zegzei l'ashagazal. Rav Tarifin says, I'm not machloyev. Meaning, I know that I stole from someone. I stole $1,000. I have to return $1,000. Now, if I only return $1,000, it could be I'm not going to be mekayim the behesh of the zegzei l'ashagazal. Because I don't know if the right person is going to get it. There's five people that are fighting over the money. <clears throat> That's fine. But it doesn't mean that I have to spend more money to figure it out. You know what Rabbi Akiva said? Rabbi Akiva said, yes, you do. You have to spend $5,000. You have to give each person $1,000 to make sure. In other words, just looking at it a little differently, I'm spending $4,000 more than I stole to make sure that I'm a kayan, my beheshev as exelashagaza. We have a Mishnah where somebody stole. He didn't swear that Lachi is, you come to me. I'm not Mechuyev to spend money to get on a plane, to find you, to make arrangements, to make my payments. If you want it, you can come to me. So the Gemara says at first glance, with the obvious but at first glance, says the Gemara, it's not Reb Tarfin and it's not Rebbe Akiva. Why? So the Gemara explains. Because E Reb Tarfin, if the Tanabah Mishnah is Reb Tarfin, Reb Tarfin never said anything about Shvua. So it sounds like they, Machlekes was stated, Sai if there was a Shvur, Sai if there was no Shvur, don't say anything about Shvur. And Reb Tarfin said, You never have to spend any extra money to make sure that you're kind of the of the And if Reb Tarfin said it, Afilu so it comes out that our Mishnah certainly can't be Reb Tarfin. Because our Mishnah said that if you swore, you do have to now go the extra mile, literally, to return this chayfetz. And if Rabbi Akiva, and if the time is Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva said that you have to give the extra money, you have to spend extra money to be Mekayim Beheshev, again, the point is that our Mishnah made it all about Shvur. We have a machlekes Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Tarfin in the Mishnah Mesechtes Yivomis, where it has nothing to do with Shvur. It's just a machlekes. Rabbi Tarfin says, you don't have to spend extra money. Rabbi Akiva says, you do have to spend extra money. Our Mishnah is not Rabbi Akiva, not Rabbi Tarfin. According to Rabbi Tarfin, you never have to. According to Rabbi Akiva, you always have to. Rabbi Akiva. The Oilam, I'll tell you that the Tan of our Mishnah is Rabbi Akiva. Why did we not want the Tan of the Mishnah to be Rabbi Akiva? Because Rabbi Akiva seems to say that you have to spend the extra money even if there was no Shvur. Rabbi Kiva didn't say anything about Shvur. Our Mishnah said, clearly you have to swear. Maybe Rabbi Kiva was only talking about whether there was a Shvur. My time was talking about Amma Kra, based on a Pasuk, it says, in that, Parashat, then the Parashat is Vayikra, Lasher hu loy yitinenu b'yayim ashmasoy, Lasher hu loy yitinenu, it's a special rebu, you have to give it to the person that you took it from. That extra Pasuk is said, we're in the Parashat of Shvur, thus by Shvur, it is a halacha, you have to make sure that he gets it. But a regular Gazla, maybe not. Rabbi Tarfin, why does Tarfin argue? Meaning, does Rabbi Tarfin not agree with this? Drosha, Apa Gafti Ishtaba. No, even if you swore, and even if you, Rabbi Akiva, are right, you have some Drosha. 
Shanta. I don't believe the Rabbana would ever say such a halacha that if you stole a thousand dollars and there's some suffolk over here, you now have to give back five thousand dollars. The time we learned to the Brayso, Rabbi Loza be Rabbi Tzadik goyim takana gedoyla hiskinu the Chachamim made a takana gedoyla. What's this takana gedoyla? Rashi says a takana sashavim. We'll see more about this later. Shem hoisa itzal yisay rala keren mishalim keren v'chaymish lebezin umevi ashomay umeschaper lo. A similar idea where somebody stole a thousand dollars. He wants to return it, but in order for him to return it, he has to get on a plane and the ticket is $1,500. It's going to cost them more money to return the chayfets than the value of the chayfets itself. So the Chachamim made it They said, just bring the chayfets to Bezdin. Bezdin will deal with it. And with that, you can be mekayim, the vehejif is the zeil ha-shagazol. So Tanafin held that that's the aside of his halacha. You know why you don't have to return it to all five people? It's because Reb Tarfin held that there's a takana gedoyla, mipnei takana sashavim. We want to make it easier for people to do tshuva. We don't want to make it more difficult for people to do tshuva. It's for that reason, said Reb Tarfin is halach. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva agrees with the concept of takana sashavim. Ki avid rabbanu takanta, but the hecha the avid hecha the other l'man gazle. Reb Tarfin said, Reb Akiva says it's fine. I'm okay with the takana sashavim, but that's only if I know for sure that the nigzal is going to get back his chayfet, but. I if you stole from one of five people, you don't know who you took it from. So again, we have a Mishnah that at first glance is the Loikir of Tarfin, it's Loikir of Yakiva. Really, the Mishnah is Rabbi Akiva. The only time Rabbi Akiva said that you have to go the extra mile to be Makind of a Hesh of Gazal is if there was a Shvuah. But if there was no shvua, then you don't have this ha locha. Our Mishnah said when the shvua, our Mishnah is Rabbi Akiva. And Rabbi Rashi points out it's very convenient to always make a Mishnah Rabbi Akiva, a Stam Mishnah, because Rabbi Akiva was called in Shas, Rabbi Akiva Stimta, because all the Stams are Alibid Rabbi Akiva. It's Rameir, Alibid Rabbi Akiva. The point is, is it's very nice. We were able to work it out really nicely. Because not so fast. said, Stated the following caveat: the machloek is Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Tarfin. Loy nechul Rabbi Tarfin and Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Tarfin Kiva didn't argue. I should look at echem mechamish v'ine dem ezem lokach. They never stated their machloek is in a case of mekach chomemka. Meaning, what would be if somebody bought something from one of five people? He just doesn't remember who he bought it from. So he owes money, but the money that he owes is not gzela. The money he owes is meimekach. Do you have the machloek is Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Tarfin there too? Meaning, according to Rabbi Kiva, you're gonna have to give it. To all five possible meichrim, said Reb Shimon Elazar, no, Avada is no machlekes there. Everybody agrees. Shemaniach to me mekach beinayim umistalik. Almanachlik. Where did they argue? Shegazal lechem mechavish. But the other one, they stole from one of five people. Beinayim they mezim gazal. We don't know who he stole from. Shab tarf and Reb Tarf says beinayim mezal beinayim umistalik. Tarf and says just put it down and run. Kiva imayloi takon ha'chi shalom zeilu chalechadech. What's the Gemara's kasha? According to Reb Shimon Elazar, that the only time. The machloikis was said was like Zela, but by Mekachememke it wasn't said. And if you're going to tell me that Rabbi Akiva only said as Alocha, when there was a Shvua, that's how we were able to reconcile Rabbi Akiva with our Mishnah. Mali Lakach, Mali Gazal. What's the difference if he bought it? What's the difference if he stole it? The reason you have to go the extra mile is because of Parshas Vayikra. It's not because you're a regular exile. It's because of this Parsha. And in this Parsha, where it says the Pasik, that the Gemara said is the Makartra Biyagiva. La Sherhut Loyit Nenu it doesn't differentiate by how you got the money. That's what we spoke at in the introduction. Whether it was a Veda. It doesn't matter how we got it. At the end of the day, if I have your thing, you would have it, I swore that I don't have it, then I was Maida. So you have this Allah. La Sherhu Loyit Nenu If that possible. Meaning this parsha is the basis, the Shittas Rabbi Akiva, that what's the chilek between a gazlin and someone who just bought something from someone and he's not giving him his money. At the end of the day, we're in the same place. And if the Pasuk is mechaev, la'asheru lo'yetnenu, that you have to give it even to five people to the extent that you're not sure who you're supposed to be giving it to, that you should have to give it in each one of these cases. So from the fact that Rabbi Shinnan Allah was mechalik in Rabbi Akiva Shita, between a gazlin and a mekach umemkar, it's a raya that Rabbi Kiva wasn't talking about Shvua. Rabbi Kiva's halach has nothing to do with this parsha. It's halach in Ilchaz Gzela. And that's what Shemuel was saying. That the whole halach of Rabbi Kiva was only said by a gazlin. But it wasn't said by a regular case of Mecca Chumemka. 
Zok the Gemara, Kasha number one. The Oid, Nacha Kasha, Kishmaka Kasha, Masavirava, Maisa Bechasa, there was a story, a real life story. With a Chasa, Shalach Achmesh Nebiyadmi bought something from two people. You know, we bought it from. Who bought it from? He came to Raptarfin. He came to Raptarfin. He came to Raptarfin. He told him, Hanacht me mekachecho beinem vistalek. Bolif near Rabbi Akiva. Then he went to Rabbi Akiva. And Rabbi Akiva told him, Lishitosli, not like Rabshim and Ben Alazar. Ain luchatakona achat tishalim mechalecho vecha. Even though it was mekachememke, he told him, You have to give it to each one of them. What's the Gemara's kasha? If the only time Rabbi Akiva said his halacha is when the person swore, chasin. This story was a chassid. This wasn't a regular person. How can you be chassid? How can you assume that the chassid must have sworn? It's a kasha for myself, but it's a good kasha. So in the whole Lomdish Shail over here, what exactly Rabbi Akiva's halacha is, and we're bringing a raya from a story, from the fact that this chassid did had a case that was negated there's no way he swore falsely the Chitema says the Gemara maybe maybe the story happened 20 years ago at that time he wasn't a Chassid as Gemara Chassid says it doesn't work because wherever it says in Shas it's one of two people so either it's the Tan of Rabbi Yehuda or it's Rabbi Yehuda Ben Bava Rabbi Yehuda Ben Bava Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Loi Chassidim Demi Karahava we know for a fact that they were always Chassidim so if they were always Chassidim then it must be they never swore falsely they never swore falsely. You have a raya. Rabbi Akiva's Allah has nothing to do with Shvua. So you can't tell me that the Mishnah is Rabbi Akiva. And even though the Mishnah says Shvua, Rabbi Akiva only said his Allah by Shvua because I have two kashas where it's clear Rabbi Akiva didn't say his Allah only by Shvua. Really, the time of the Mishnah is Rabtarfin. Just the opposite. The Machloikis Rabbi Akiva Tarfin was talking about where there was no sh- the only time Rabbi Tarfin said his halacha however was when there was no shvua. But the extent is a shvua there even Rabbi Tarfin's going to be made. My time but what's the reason? Because the Pasuk says Lasher hu loy the same Pasuk that the Gemara brought for Rabbi Akiva but initially the Gemara wanted to say that Rabbi Akiva only said his halacha by shvua. I mean the whole Machloikis is when there's shvua. When there's no shvua everybody agrees just put the money be'emza umistalik. The the whole Rabbi Akiva was only said when there was a Shvua. We had two problems with that. So the Gemara is going with the same Mahalach, but instead of the time of the Mishnah being Rabbi Akiva, the time of the Mishnah is going to be Rabbi Tarifin. The time of the Mishnah says you have to give it to everybody when there's a Shvua. Hamani Rabbi Tarifin. Meaning it's not Rabbi Akiva because Rabbi Akiva says even without a Shvua, you would have to be Mishnah Mechol Echadecha. The time of the Mishnah is going according to Rabbi Tarifin. Rabbi Tarifin's Maida when there's a Shvua. Why? Because it's learned that in the bus. Rabbi Akiva, even if you didn't swear, Konis. Still, there's gonna be a class, and we will stop here. However, before we conclude, just a little bit of raid, which ties itself in to Inyana de Yoyman. That is, we had over here an idea of Takana Gedoyla Hiskino, Shemhoisa Hitsa, Yisera la Kerem, Mishal and Kerem, Vichemish Lebezdin, who made the Hashem of Meschapeloy, a whole schmooze here of Abud Rabbana Takanta. Somebody stole from five people. He's not sure which one. Well, he stole from one person, but he's not sure who he stole from. It's one of five people. So there's a svara to say that even if the Iker Halacha of a Hechef Sakzela Shagasa would be Mechayev, the Gazlin to return. The chayfets hanigzel for each one of the five people. Still, it could be halachas not even mechayven to do that. And the reason is takana gedayla. Rashi says takana sashavim. The chachamim wanted to make it easier, not more difficult for a person to do tshuva. I mean that they wanted to make it easier, not more difficult for a person to do tshuva. It's for that reason they even made takanas. They altered what you would think would be the Iker Halacha of the Heshev Esakzeva Ashagaza so that it should be easier, not more different. The MS says it's a Mephurish Mishnah, a well known Mishnah, a Sechtis Gitin, Dafnun Heyaman Alf. The Mishnah over there says, Hamorish Agazal Shabana Bibiru. If somebody stole the beam and he took the beam and he built a house with it, he has a Chi of the Heshev Esakzeva Ashagaza. At the time that he stole, he wasn't such a Yorish Shemaim. Now he did Shuva. He wants to do Shuva. 
So he goes to his rabbi. His rabbi tells him, you have a chiva hishin. You have to return the, the marish. The marish is right now, it's in the middle of a bira. So mi'ikra din, what would you be mechuyiv to do? You'd have to knock down the house, take the marish, and return it. Said the chachomim, don't do that. Yitel as dom of the It's really mechuyiv b'shayim b'sil. But b'sil paskin, of course, we paskin like b'sil. Don't, don't return the marish. You know what? You're going to tell the person to do the marish. He's going to have remorse. He's going to change his mind. He's never going to do it. So the takonis hashovim, the chachomim said that even though there's a mitzvah sasei it's okay, you shouldn't have to worry about it. And the truth is that the idea of Takanas Hashovim is a very important idea. And the reason it's a, a very important idea is because there are times where it is very difficult for a person to be the It's not always something that's easy to do. But you see that the Chachomim they didn't give us much of a blueprint, but they gave us some precedence for sure. That the Chachamim sometimes made it leichter, they made it a little bit easier for a person to do tshuva, even if he's a gazlin and he has the Dovarai Nigzal in his chayfetz, it doesn't matter, still he's going to have to tshuva. And the question is, what would be if a person steals and he doesn't return the chayfetz that he stole? Forget Takana Sasha. Is it possible for him to get kapara for the Isuk Zela? Or is it not possible for him to get an Isaac Zayla? At first glance, you're going to tell me, of course it's not possible. To the extent that you still have the Chefetz HaNigzal, it's posher that you're not going to get Kapara. And the truth is, there's a Gemara Vesach, this Tainus, Davzayin Abed Beis. The Gemara over there is talking about why Hashem sometimes makes that it shouldn't rain. Rain is always a symbol of Parnassah. So why is there sometimes no rain? You know why? It's when people steal, that's when a Kaddish Baruch Hu withholds the Geshem. Shenemar, and the Gemara brings a Pasek. Says the Gemara, it's not raining, and the door has the Avon So what should they do? What can they possibly do to make it rain? Says the Gemara, You know what they can do? Davin. And by davening, everything is going to be fine. It's not so posh. It. You can't just daven. What are you talking about? To the extent that the chet over here is the chet of Gzela, and people stole, you can't just daven and everything is going to be fine. Pirish. The first thing you have to do is you have to return the thing that you stole. So says the Shagas that it's true. If somebody steals, it'll be gavaldic, but that's only after you return the Gzela. Meaning, even after the Gzela, still you have to daven. It's not as simple as do tshuva and everything's going to be fine. But But it's the rabbi's tshuva. Of course, the basic thing is, is the heishavah zegzela ha'shagaza. Because if you're not going to turn the gzela, there's no way you can get kapara for stealing. Because you're a toivel v'sheretz b'yadai. But I'll tell you a marimokim nifla that I recently saw. And that is in the Beis Kim, the Mabit. It's in Shara Tshuva. It's Perek Yud Beis. Zokta Beis Kim. This is one of those you have to read inside. The Achad Shin is Boer in Yenachuva. The ikr of tshuva is charata. I feel terrible about the avera that I did. And aziv sachet, I'm not doing the avera anymore. Noimar, you have to understand. Ki enam kishar mitzvahs. Tshuva is not like a regular mitzvah. Sheho oisa chelika mitzvah in lechelik schar mitzvah. An ordinary mitzvah, if you do 20% of a mitzvah, you're not going to get schar. At all. Either you did the mitzvah or you do to do the mitzvah. Come on. Shetayma mitzvah sits in Zubadal Kanfis. Foyset sits in Begimel Kanfis. What if I have sits on three corners? I don't have the fourth sits. Anyone can't Gimel Chelkei mitzvah. Oh, I got three fourths of mitzvah sits. Shari Dalit sits in Makvin Zazet. Vareu ki ilu leyasa shumdaf. Fuula matshuva. Tshuva is not that way. Gam ki ena shlim. Even though, in order to get the tshuva shleima, you'd have to do charata, and you'd have to have aziva sachet. Im levat. If you're mischarit on the aver that you did, even if you're still doing the aver, you didn't stop doing the aver. But inside, you feel horrible about the averes that you've done and the averes that you're doing. Moyotzas. It's tshuva. You can't say that it's not tshuva. So too, if you stop doing Averis, but you didn't have real charata, that's also fine. And he brings rias to it. He says, He says that you find by the Anche Ninve 
All the Pasik says is that they stopped doing the Avera. And as soon as they stopped doing the Avera, somehow Kaddish Baruch accepted their tshuva. It doesn't say that they fulfilled the whole Rambam Hilchas tshuva. What they did was they stopped doing the Avera. The Azivas Achet itself was moil. It helped a little bit. It was considered a little bit of tshuva. And I think what comes out from this Beis Kim is that even if a Gazler, he steals, and he has the Gzela B'yadai, the Shagasari said it's Pashit, it's nothing. You're a type of a Sharit But if you're Mischarit, it's Moyo Ptas. Because truth is not like a regular mitzvah. It's not all or nothing. A person can embark upon the journey of tshuva and realize that every little bit of tshuva that he does is moyo tzas. It helps. A little bit of tshuva is also tshuva. Even though you didn't get it 100% right, it's still going to work. And the emphasis is, there's a gavaldu mitzur stuff for this, I think. And that is a shita from Rabbeinu Yeruchim. We all know the Mishnah Masechus Vision of No. The Mishnah says, if someone's Makadosh Nisham and Asha Nitzad Gomor, so what's the luck? You have to be chayish for the Kedushan. This woman can't get married unless she gets a get from this guy. You know why? Maybe he was Mahara Betshuva, and when he was Mahara Betshuva, he became the Beis brings this halacha, as you would expect, and he brings B'Shem Rabbeinu Yeruchim. Rabbeinu Yeruchim said that even a gazlan that steals, and the gzelos b'yadai, he wasn't mekayim b'heshev as gzelah asher gazal, and he was mekadesh in nisham and ashan itzadigamor. You have to be choshes for the kedusha because maybe he was mahar b'tshuva, and if he's mahar b'tshuva. If he's Mahara Betshuva, he now became a Tzadik Gomer. He what? He, he's a type of a Sharetz Biyadai. He has the Gzela Biyadai. He can still be considered a Tzadik Gomer. It's this, my bit. It's this, you say. That when it comes to Tshuva, Charata, Afilu Bolei Azivas Achet, Ahira Tshuva, that in itself is very, very potent. That in itself can be very powerful. I'm not done. That is, I'll just say one other thing. The emesis, this is, it's really a big physic. I mean, I don't know if people think about this too much, but we're all certainly supposed to think about it, and it really is a very, very big physic. Because if you learn the Chavis Alvavis, who also wrote a Shar Hachuva, Chavis Alvavis didn't only write a Shar Betachin, there's other Sha'arim and Sefer Chavis Alvavis. So one of the Sha'arim that the Chavis Alvavis wrote is Shar Hachuva. In Shar Hachuva, the Chavis Alvavis discusses that. There are two types of averas. There's an avera sheben adam la makay, and there's an avera sheben adam lachavera. Chavzalavah says it's much easier to do tshuva on an avera sheben adam la makay than it is to do a tshuva on an avera sheben adam lachavera. I'll just read to you a few excerpts. I'm reading it from the Pirish Leif Toiv. Chavzalavah is not such an easy read. Leif Toiv is a Pirish Belash and on the Chavzalavah. Achrat. One of the reasons that it's more difficult to do tshuva on an averish and other is lefi Let's say you stole. Let's say that was your chet. Sometimes you don't know where the nigzal is. Maybe he died. You don't even know where to find his yarshim. Maybe he's in a faraway land. Sometimes he doesn't have money. I stole a million dollars. I have a million dollars to pay. I, sometimes it could be a big dollar amount. Who said you even have the money? Maybe you'll pay him. We learned the Mishnah in the end of Parakah that even after you pay Nezik Tzar, the person still has to be Meraks. If he doesn't grant you your Mechila, you're still... You're going to be out. But oi, sometimes you don't even recognize where the nigzal is. Sometimes you don't know who you stole from. Sometimes you don't know where he's living. He has a whole arichas over here. The bottom line says the Chavis Avavis, tshuva on a ben adam is impossibly difficult to do. It's so hard. Start doing tshuva for every person you have a spoke Lashon Ara. It's very, very hard. It's an impossibility. Says the Chavis Avavis, it's for that reason that it's more difficult to do tshuva for an Adam Chavere than it's for Adam But if you go right in Perikah Siri, he says something unbelievable. He says that we know that HaKadosh Baruch is a Mikabel Shofet. And Hashem wants us to do tshuva. I, it's, sometimes it's very hard. If a person really wants to do tshuva, he's going to allow the person to do tshuva. There's no such thing that a person can go to his grave and one day tell Hashem, I tried doing tshuva, I couldn't find an exile. Who's the other side of the world. I owed him too much money. Hashem facilitates to every person what he needs in order to do tshuva. As long as there's a rutzle for the person to do tshuva, Hashem is going to make everything fall into place. It's Dvarim Neflam Adamoid. It's in Shar HaTshuva Perikas. It's in Shar HaTshuva but either way, the point is, it's like we're saying here, to do tshuva for Ben Adam Chaber is very, very difficult. This basically came without a question as a, a very big physical. We'll just conclude with one thing, and that is, we know in the end of Parshish Nitzvah, Ki HaMitzvah Azois, Asher Noichim Mitzavcha Ayoyim, Le'inifleisim Emchav Aleirach Very ambiguous. Moshe Rabbeinu is talking about one mitzvah. There's a mitzvah. Asher Noichim, I'm going to tell you about this mitzvah right now. 
this mitzvah, it's not such a hard mitzvah to do. It's not so far. It's not in the Shemayim where you can say, It's not, it's also not on the other side of the world where a person can say, Rather, Kiyodua, the Rabban, and other Rishonim say that this mitzvah hazois is referring to the mitzvah of tshuva. And the mitzvah of tshuva is a mitzvah. We're so chamino. I could have thought that it's nefleisi mimcha, it's rochaykahi, it's bashamayim, it's me'ever layam. Says the Pasuk, it's not that way. Kikarve lecha adover mo'oy, beficha ubovavcha la soisay. Zok tehelog yechidah. It's in one of his drushes. Dvarim achadim drush aleph zayit. Says the chidah. Efshel loymar. Behekdim mashiro yisilu rabbeinu yeruchim. This rabbeinu yeruchim that we just spoke at. That somebody steals. He didn't return the gzela. And then he's mekadosh anisha. Menasha nitzad gomor. Dalacha is chayshishun the gedusha. We have to be chayish for his kedushin. Why? Maybe he had a hero tshuva. And when he had a hero tshuva, he became a tzaddik. Says Rabbi Yerucham, even this Gaza, who wasn't a kind of Haitian, it's like Zeilash of Gaza, his Hira Tshuva works. It's Mayol Ktsas. To the point that we can even look at him now as a Tzadik Gomer. Says the Chida, it could be, it's that particular Indian, this idea of Gzela, which is a muscle for all Averish and Adam Lechavera. The Torah is coming to say, I'm giving you a mitzvah of Tshuva. Okay, you can do Tshuva, but it's not true. Sometimes it's very difficult to do Tshuva. Because what about Adam Lechavera? The Chavis just spoke out very clearly all the difficulties of doing Tshuva. You could have thought that such a mitzvah would be impossible to do. You would think that maybe it's possible. What if the person died? Or it's maybe like, yeah, he's on the other side of the world. If you're Mizvada, if you're Mizcharit, even Gilvavcha, even a Hirachuva, like the Gemara says in Mizachta's Kedushan, that in itself would already constitute Tshuva. It's coming to Bavarn. This chayvus avavus, quote the chayvus avavus, but he's bavarning this chayvus avavus. I'll pee the rabbeinu yeruchim based on the way the Ramban understood this parsha of ki mitzvah azoy. Says the chida, it's a parsha in the Torah where the Torah is telling us that even though ben adam chaveri could sometimes be extremely difficult to do tshuva, but it's really not so difficult. Ki karev lecha adavu ba'oy beficha uvavavchal asaysa.